Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, we're getting into some of your hottest sex and dating questions. What toys should you bring on a romantic getaway? How can you tell if your partner is faking her orgasms? What's all the fuss with female-friendly porn plus the real reason women fall for bad boys? And so much more. Thanks for listening. Did you ever notice when the topic of sex toys comes up, no matter who you're talking to or where you're at, the one product that always makes its way into the conversation is the magic wand? It makes sense, considering the fact that the magic wand has been the go-to massager that millions of women turn to first, for 30 years no less. It's so ubiquitous that Cosmopolitan Magazine recently referred to it as the little black dress of vibrators, something every woman needs. Whether you choose the proven power of the corded Magic Wand Original or the portable pleasure of the Magic Wand Rechargeable, you know you've got a sure thing every time. And don't be thinking that the Magic Wand should only come out when you're flying solo. In fact, a friend of mine brings hers on every first date. She's like, boom, let's do this. Just add a couple drops of Joe's water-based lube and prepare to have your world rocked. So if you haven't made the Magic Wand part of your collection, don't wait another day. Get one by clicking on the Magic Wand banner on my site or go to magicwandoriginal.com. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. Check out our blogs, our videos, and subscribe. It's so easy. If you're like, oh, I like this podcast. Guess what? You just go there. You poop, subscribe. We release two podcasts a week on Tuesdays and Fridays. And um, then you'll never miss them. Because then you'll get to listen to all of them. And also follow us on social media. Because it's a good time. Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all at Sex with Emily. Facebook.com slash Sex with Emily. Um, and our newsletter, which is a good time, I got to say. After all these years, people are like, I love your newsletter. So, hey, who says that? Nobody. <laughs> so, I mean, nobody else. Like, I don't like people's newsletters. I unsubscribe. Sorry if you've been sending me a newsletter. I unsubscribe. But people like our newsletters. And people like my team. I love my team. And I'm sitting here with them today. I am with producer Madison. And I'm with Jamie of everything. <laughs> Videos, producing, writing, editing, all that good stuff. Content. Content. Thank you. Here we are. Hi, guys. Hello. How you doing? Hello. Um, hello, hello. <laughs> I am excited for the show today for many reasons, but I'm really excited about this first. It's actually like our sex in the news. Mm -hmm. But when I read this, I was like, oh, I was thinking because I sent it to Madison like in the middle of the night, one of like my sleepless nights lately, which are a good time. Thank God I'm in a house though with like a window I could look outside. Like I love my new place, mm -hmm. you guys. It's like home. It's like just feels like I came home, but I'm like looking outside and it's like nature and pretty. <laughs> but I was reading this in the middle of the night and it was like, why women fall in love with emotionally unavailable men, aka bad boys. And I think that's something that, that is so perplexing to both men and women. You always hear men saying like, well, I just don't like the bad guys or should I be a bad guy or am I too nice? Women are like, God, I keep dating assholes. So this actually gets into the science of it, kind of like how our brains get addicted to it. And I'm just going to give you a little some bullets here and then we're going to get into discussion. Here's the deal. 
Bad boys, as we know, can wreak havoc on our lives, our bodies, our brains. The reasons we love bad boys, toxic people, and emotionally unavailable partners are not just Mm -hmm. emotional and psychological. They are downright biochemical. And BTW, this also can just be like friends that are toxic or people in your life are toxic, kind of is the same pattern. Our brains can be rewired to fixate on people who aren't good for us. Emotionally unavailable men and women. Women can be emotionally unavailable as well. Toxic partners such as narcissists or sociopaths and pickup artists alike all depend on these effects to get us hooked. We can become addicted to the highs and lows of dangerous romantic relationships in a way that makes a breakup from a toxic person similar to rehab from a destructive drug addiction. It's true. So if you've ever wondered why you were unable to let go of that person who defined your relationship ambiguously, it was like, I don't know if I want to commit right now. Maybe, maybe we'll be together. Treated you inconsistently and unfairly, brought up your worst insecurities while simultaneously subjecting you to sweet talking and fantasy prone fast forwarding. There's a reason why. So a lot of us who have the tendency towards dating bad boys or bad girls, our addiction to toxic partners is strengthened by the mistreatment of us. So what I'm saying is Mm -hmm. their behavior of mistreating us, for example, they're like, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm ready for a relationship right now. I'm not really sure what I want. And then they're like, hey, want to come home with my parents next weekend? And you're like, oh my God, you actually do like Mm -hmm. me, you know? And next week they're like, I need some space, right? And then they're like, hey, you know, let's hang out. And then you have this amazing weekend together and you have a great sex and you're together for four days and then you don't hear from them until like, a week later and we go up and down and up and down and going back to them we're like why am I doing this they're not healthy so here's what happens when we first meet a toxic partner or emotionally unavailable person our bond with this person becomes cemented right through their excessive attention combined with so they're giving us a lot of attention combined with their emotional withdrawal and withholding Mm-hmm. So we get addicted to this, this, this give and take, this back and forth, this up and down. So maybe if we notice that this is happening, we can all prevent these cycles because you don't have to stay in a destructive relationship mm-hmm. nor in a destructive cycle of dating the same type of people over and over again because we do get attached to them. And here's the reason why. So there's some chemicals and hormones involved which make for a powerful cocktail, if you will, of attachment that have little to do with the marriage of the person you're dating and everything to do with their sketchy behavior. I'm just going to break some of these down and we'll get into it, okay? Mm -hmm. So you've heard me talk about, and you probably have all heard of like dopamine, like we get this rush from people, like serotonin and even oxytocin, like the cuddle hormone. These things are real. These things exist, whether you're doing drugs or whether you're with a person who makes you feel really good at one moment and really bad. So let's say you have like a positive experience, like you have an unforgettable date or they flatter you or they give you great sex and great gifts and they're really romantic. This releases dopamine in your brain. So like that feel good, like hormone, you're like, oh my God, that feels so good. I love it. Um, That's the reward circuits in our brains. Like that feels really good. I want more of that. I want more of that. And then what happens is they withdraw, right? So they're really great. And then they stop. They ghost you. You don't hear from them. And this is what's called intermittent. I kind of imagine like the rats in all these studies, right? Like intermittent reinforcement. (laughs) It's a schedule of rewards rather than a consistent schedule. So someone who's always giving you, who's always flattering and they always show up and they're really dependable and they're really reliable. You don't have these ups and downs. But if the inability of your toxic partner to give us what we need all the time, if it's back and forth, that gets us addicted to it. Does that, you know? Yeah, totally. And so it's interesting because Dr. Helen Fisher, who I love, she does a lot. If you guys have not read it if you're interested in this kind of stuff like the science of sex she's an amazing sex researcher she's been doing this for a long time she discovered that this frustration attraction okay that's what she calls it the experience of obstacles in a romantic relationship that heightens the feeling of love rather than hindering them she discusses how the brains of those in an adversity ridden relationship become activated in a very similar way to people on cocaine okay Mm -hmm. so does that all 
Oh my God, it sounds yeah. so real. To you know me. anyone like this? Lots of people. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so basically, our brain become masochists. So we are like seeking out the people who hurt us. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, in a healthy relationship, we become used to the safety and the comfort. We always mm-hmm. talk about this how, like, relationships over time can get kind of, we, we experience them as like stale and kind of boring. And we want excitement and thrill because we're used to it. There is not, we mm-hmm. don't get the up and down. Mm-hmm. But when we get someone who's toxic and not that great to us, we're like, addicted we go up and down mm-hmm. that to us is very exciting in a rush that's why i always tell couples like i always say the couples who play together stay together because if you do something that's like really exciting together so like you go skydiving or even if you take a course together or you join mm-hmm. the gym together you're doing something new it's a new experience and it can bond you in a healthier way than blowing someone off yeah. or you know not being available totally now um i have a and what's hard is like once you have a serious relationship that's like that, where it's like that for a long time, even after you break up, your brain automatically associates that with love. So from then on, every relationship you have that isn't like sirens flaring, you know, all of that, they're looking at it like, wait, so does he really love me if he's not throwing chairs and breaking windows and like threatening to burn my house down? Like, does that mean he doesn't care? Like I have, that was a very extreme example. This is nothing like this, but my best friend was in a really like emotionally abusive relationship with a narcissist who also had a drug addiction and he was so mean like he would bring her close and throw her away whenever he wanted to go use but she had no idea that he was using and so their relationship was constantly up and down it was like a source of worry for all of her friends and she got out of it amazingly it was like one day she was just done and that was it and she never saw him again and now she's in this amazing relationship with a super steady guy and all he wants to do is give her the best life possible and there are times when she's like I just I don't feel she's like I don't feel safe like I don't feel settled because I feel like there's got to be something like there's got to be something awful happening for it to really feel real to me right and she's like in therapy and stuff trying to work through it exactly yeah like they're getting they're getting married and she still has those moments where she freaks out because she's like it's not crazy like right he's, exactly he's I'm so used to the sane. drama yeah. it's like we become addicted to the drama That's in true. these kind of relationships and also it's a lot of times it can come from childhood maybe we grew up in a really tumultuous environment mm-hmm. so it feels actually like family it's like oh this is comfortable I know drama I know like you know my father was absent for example and you're like oh so this guy's absent that's what I know about men and women can do this too right Mm -hmm. like you know my mother abandoned us so I date women who are not available I mean we all go through this and a lot of times you can have like the happiest family on earth and you still go through it so Mm -hmm. it can just happen because we get addicted so we have to understand the reason we're obsessed with this person who isn't great for us it's not because he's better than the nice guy who's like super reliable and always there for us you know with the nice guy the romance might like build gradually which is healthier and organically it's usually because these guys are actually worse so the dopamine effect means resisting creating new pleasurable memories with the person who provides us with pleasure primarily through pain so we are we are not like associating like the pleasurable memories with people it's like the painful memories and like that's what we're becoming Mm -hmm. addicted to this cycle so it's like the unpredictability the fear the anxiety we associate with this partner has our leak leaves our head spinning leaves us like this is not predictable but we're engaged. Like it keeps us mm-hmm. engaged and excited and going. Whereas with the healthy partner, which you might not be used to, we're like, we get bored. We want to do other things. And so it's really, if you find yourself in these loops, in these cycles, you can get out of this cycle. And I think this might even help you. What I was hoping by talking about the same, discussing this is that you might realize like you have a choice, you can get out of it and you can create new neural pathways. So once you get away from these people and you cut off from it, just like any drug or anything, your brain will sort of readjust and you can 
learn to become attracted to people that are healthier for you. And in fact, when you start to feel that push pull from somebody or that drama, you'll be like, okay, that's not healthy. That's not what I want. I don't want that anymore. But it's like an unlearning and a retraining of your brain. So it's possible to get out of this loop. Yeah. Absolutely. Therapy helps too. Therapy is great for this kind of thing. I've thought about this because women are like, why do you like the bad boys? You know, and yes, there's certain things that might be attracted to them. You know, we're like the guy who like smokes cigarettes or like, you know, the guy that's so bad. I think about like in college, the guy's like smoking and big skippy <laughs> class and like, in a band and like doing all these things not that that's like so wrong but like they just treat us in a way like it's like a quick fix it's like why we like the high or why we like you know drugs or anything it's like that same thing it's a distraction it's like a one major like distraction from having to deal with our own like whatever's going on in our world because we're so addicted to this attention deficit we get from this person like we get it they give it they take it away we give it they take it away and then also sometimes if we have like low self-esteem we think you know or low self-worth we're thinking like if a nice guy likes us well then there's something wrong with him because I'm not really lovable. I mean, there's a lot of layers mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. at all. And we think if someone's really available to us, well, God, if he's really available, then like like he's kind of a loser because I'm a loser. So there's a lot of different things that could go on here yeah. in these cycles. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this too, because I know that I won't think that I was necessarily toxic in relationships, but I was definitely very emotionally unavailable in a lot of my earlier relationships. Again, these bad boys or bad girls are not conscious of it. I was not consciously trying to be that person. Mm-hmm. My friends used to joke with me. They're like, why are all these guys so in love with you? Why are they all want to be with you all the time and like you know and not that I was mean but I was typically like I'm not sure what I want. I don't really want a commitment right now, which was true. Like, I really didn't want a serious relationship, but I, I, my, my pattern was that I kept getting into relationships with guys who were actually really nice guys and I wasn't sure of commitment. I kept thinking like, I want to be independent and I want to do my own thing. But yet when I was with them, I was very present. I'd be available and I love spending time with them, but then I would disappear. But not disappear because I was cheating, mm-hmm. not disappear because I was doing something else. I was really like with my friends or trying to, you know, work, do start sex with Emily or do, do my own you know, life. And they remember, do me. And they would say, I feel like any day you could just break up with me or I feel like you, you know, you aren't really available. And so I would be doing this. I think some of these things them and I and I and I get it now. It wasn't conscious. And I don't think that anybody really consciously tries to be an asshole and tries to be a jerk. And I think that that at different points in your life, you know, we also learn from these experiences. We learn from these things. I'm no longer that person anymore. Person you're dating, I don't think is purposely trying to hurt you. We have to all protect ourselves in relationships and realize like what's the healthiest kind of person to be with. The healthiest exactly. relationship for us. That's what I want to say about that. Do you guys have any? Uh, do you guys have any experience with this? Attracted to guys like? Yeah, um, I went through a big, not necessarily like emotionally abusive or whatever, but I went through a big um, like unavailable men sort of thing just through most of you know my teenage years and then like early uh, early twenties before I started getting into my relationship. And you tend to have this like these rose colored glasses where you think like, I don't have intimacy issues. Like I went to all the psychology courses and I was like, oh, my attachment's great. Like I have no intimacy issues whatsoever. And then I'm in this long-term relationship and I've been looking at it. And the truth is, is that I think subconsciously I picked my boyfriend when we first started because he was so emotionally unavailable. He was like a guy who like, I didn't think would ever fall for me. I didn't think I would ever fall for him. Like it was safe and it was easy and there was no way that we were going to end up together. So it was like such a convenient thing to do in college. And I think that I was drawn to that. And like, it was like a nut to crack after a while, you know, like I just, we just kept spending time together and it was so push and pull. And every day our friends were like, what are you guys doing? Like you're going to destroy each other and please do not end up together. And one person actually told me specifically, he will never love you 
Oh, wow. And I was like, doesn't matter. Oh I, don't, I was like, doesn't matter. Like, I don't want him to love me and just kept on doing it. Cause I was so conditioned to believe that like this was healthy and this was my choice that I was making, but like it wasn't. And I was just this lost kid. And it's amazing that we've ended up I know. that we're you still guys together. Are a great example yeah. Because you can't, you know, I'm not saying that people can't change, change either. Cause you can kind of Most people work can. through it. And the reason that, and also it's interesting because it, a lot of it is intimacy issues. Mm-hmm. So I think for me too, I was like, I didn't want I really didn't want a really, I thought I wanted a relationship, but then I didn't really want one because I think getting close, like I had like the abandonment mm-hmm. issue. So like, it's not like the people who are doing this to you or if you're experiencing it, like we've all got our own set of issues. So it's a matter of yeah. like working out what's healthy and what's not healthy. And I think you have to go, don't beat yourself up if you're in this cycle, because I kind of think this is where you learn from yeah. all these experiences. And in my last relationship, this person was similar to what I was doing. So it was very familiar to me, but I didn't, I wasn't like that anymore. So I could totally understand like why he was like that. I'm like, oh, I get it. I used to be that way. Mm-hmm. So you start to like recognize these patterns. And it's interesting because um, this study also says that the couple, like I kind of said, couples who play together, stay together, but mm-hmm. couples who like ride a roller coaster together or experience a life-threatening event, they tend to bond more closely. And it's also why you tend to inadvertently bond more deeply with someone who's hurt you or has subjected you to abuse. They call it trauma bonding, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So you, you actually are bonding again you guys it's these chemicals in your brain but you can learn to like again therapy is a great way to do it even just recognizing that there is a problem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that the things that again that we experience as pleasurable are not necessarily the healthiest for us so yeah and I think it's interesting too how like even if you try to like you know like you see how you're supposed to be treated but you feel weird by it because I have a friend who's like you know she's in a really super i don't necessarily think it's been the best relationship over the course of time they broke up for a little bit but now they're like back together and like apparently like things are going better i'm not really sure but one thing that really was interesting to me that goes along with this is that she was telling me how she's like yeah you know um i'm gonna go to like this festival and normally like i approach the situation like i was gonna tell him i was going like like really apprehensively like oh like he's probably gonna just like freak out on me for no reason like even though he has no reason not to trust me she's like yeah so i'm gonna go to this you know like this festival or whatever and he's like okay sounds fun have fun and she was just like she was like weirded out by it and i was like but that's what the reaction is supposed to be she's like i know she's like i know that that's normal but because that's not how he normally reacts like normally he would get all pissed off and all this stuff and i would have to figure out a way to tell him like she's like it was just so off for me because like i wasn't expecting him to react that way so that feels different to me and it's like it's just interesting how like you could be conditioned to feel a certain thing that is like normal and regular in a relationship and then when you experience how things are supposed to go and they're like right but you're like you feel wrong about it right like, exactly because you don't know what the feel, normal exactly. you don't know what normal is and again this is just like i always say like we we don't there's no there is no guidebook we don't like no one teaches us how to have sex that's why i'm here to help you all have sex mm-hmm. no one teaches how to communicate about sex which is mm-hmm. another thing like, and, and we don't learn how to be in a healthy relationship sometimes we don't even know what that means i mean i grew up in a home where you know i never my parents got divorced when i was eight i attended four of my parents weddings when i was 25 i never saw parents together and happy like i didn't even know what that looked like until so you don't know and so that really just comes from like you know there's some great books on it there's research there's therapy there's you know just even stepping back and if you find yourself in this loop because we also are very attracted to relationships whether healthy or unhealthy we want to be with someone but Sometimes we just keep picking, you know, the wrong people. So this just can take some some work and, and, and some research and some, I mean, I think that's, again, we always talk about like your 20s, it's time to like, you know, date and like don't commit, but you can also spend a lot of time working on yourself. I think it's a great time to figure out what kind of people you do want to date to get into some serious therapy or some serious self-introspection, introspection, however you do that. Meditation, yoga, whatever it is. It's a good time for that. Because the other thing about these patterns is patterns are patterns for a reason. You could go spend a lifetime with people like this. So if you find yourself in a place right now that doesn't feel great to you, you have the power to change it. And don't blame yourself because it's your brain. Okay. 
How about that? Should we uh, give a shout out to our sponsors and we'll be right back. Um, thank you everyone for listening to the show and thank you for supporting our sponsors. Uh, we love them and we only like talk about people and, and work with brands and sponsors that we actually use, try, believe in and we hope you will too. We'll be right back. First dates. When they're good, they can be magical. I went to elementary school with your Crazy. roommate. <laughs> How funny is that? But when they're bad, not so much. If a guy ever lived alone with a cat, I think that'd be a red flag. I have a cat. From executive producer Ellen DeGeneres and narrated by Drew Barrymore comes a truly genuine television experience. No gimmicks, no eliminations, just two people searching for an honest connection. Would you like to go on a second date with me? Um. First Dates premieres Friday on NBC. Okay, everyone, we're going to go on to your emails now. Thank you so much for emailing me. And if you have a question you want me to answer, that's amazing. Go to sexwithemily.com, click on the Ask Emily tab, fill out the form, hit send. It's like, it's like, it's like saying .com, go to www. You guys all know this. So just send me an email and also you can leave a voicemail. You guys leave me for voicemails. I like the shows with voicemails. Those are fun. And leave me one, 818-ASK-SWE1 or 818-275-7931. And also helps me to get your uh, gender, your age, where you live and how you listen to the show. And I can't wait to hear from you. And also when you're filling out those emails, don't forget to, um, if you want to talk to Emily one-on-one, which I highly recommend, she's awesome in action and she will talk you through whatever you need help with. When you're filling out that form, the Ask Emily form, you can select, there's like an option. If you want to discuss it live on the podcast, click that box and we'll be giving click you a call. Yeah. Click that box. Oh yeah, click it. Love when you click that box. Okay. <laughs> hey Emily, I love the show. I've been with my husband now for nine years, married for nearly five. We have two children, ages six and four. We've always had really good sex, even from the first time. I've always had multiple orgasms and always orgasmed before him. We're going away for a dirty weekend next mm. month to celebrate our five-year wedding anniversary. I want to take advantage of this time and do something new with him. We've never felt the need for toys, but I think it could be fun to try some now. What toys would you recommend using that we can both enjoy and not feel too intimidated by? Thank you so much, Alex. Congratulations, Alex. Aww, I, I know. She it. has this amazing fairy tale sex life. I, I love know. It. It's amazing. They have great sex. You have multiple orgasms. And, and she orgasm before him. Always. Always. There, there were three or, uh, three alwayses. Yeah. Always have really good sex. Always multiple orgasms. And you always like orgasm before him. Like lock that dude down. Right. Forever. I'm like. Amazing. Can we just give like a, a round of applause? I know. Like real quick. Like. This, right, oh, way to go, Alex. Not every this doesn't happen every woman. I'm telling you, this is this is not typical. So, Alex, and happy anniversary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy anniversary. I, I know. I love this. Okay, so some toys. First of all, I'm glad that you recognize also Alex, and I hope that this that everyone listening understands this too. That guess what, guys? Toys are not like a need. Like we better bring in the toys. It's a bad thing. No, they can actually enhance and change up your sex life. Things can, you know, they're the same. She has too many multiple orgasms. Getting a little bored of that. She wants to mix it up. It doesn't matter. Toys are just a nice addition to already your orgasm sandwich or your to <laughs> 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 so everything happening in your relationship. It just adds a little bit, like you know, a little bit. A little bit of spice to it. It's fun. And extra orgasms and um, just something different. Like we said, relationships after a while, even after multiples, she's like, let's yeah. try something new. I was going to say, imagine a world <laughs> where even multiple orgasms get kind of dull. This is what I'm saying, <laughs> right? Imagine a world. Yeah. In a world. Where in a world I'm, where four orgasms are not enough. <laughs> right. Because the thing about toys too is that they're not like, you're getting more, but they're like a different kind. Like your mm-hmm. penis does not vibrate. Like it does, doesn't. They're your fingers. Well, they can vibrate if you use the, the finger button. The G-ring. We'll Okay, so you can try. I like the Wee Vibe Touch or Tango. Those are great clitoral vibes. They're great to use on his shit. They're great for like 
God, they're great for everything. The Tango is like a really strong bullet mm-hmm. and the touch is just an amazing handheld. Like you put it in your hand, you can cup it over, you know, your clitoris, your labia, your your breast. Same with the Tango. Like you could tease him. These are great for using on him too. If mm-hmm. he's never experienced the vibrations, remember you guys, this uh, Alex this can feel great if he's never had it. Like put it in his uh, perineum, put it on his shaft. Put it. Yeah. And it's so not intimidating at all because it's so small. And if you use it on him too, he's going to like it and it'll like warm him up to the idea of using it on you too. Right. Not intimidating. You're right. That was your last question. These are so not intimidating. Mm-hmm. They look like the tango is like the size of your finger. Yeah. Um, your yeah. forefinger. It's totally true. And that, the touch is tongue shaped. So. But it doesn't look like a tongue. That. No, it doesn't not look t- like a tongue. Right. But it is tongue shaped. Yeah. And it has like different points. It just feels good. Yeah. I love really it. Good. And they have um like a really good vibration and they have all this these awesome patterns that are amazing that I think are pretty unique to WeVibe. Yeah. Yeah. I like the yeah, yeah. WeVibe makes incredible toys. Okay, then there's the G-Ring from FT London. Talk about not intimidating. Like you won't even know this is there except for the fact that you're having like amazing vibrations. You put on your finger. It's literally like a ring and it's like a little tiny ring that you put on. It's not that big at all. Wouldn't mess. It's like a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> and anywhere you put it, any finger and anywhere you touch will feel great. It's a vibrator. So you can trace it over your partner's body. You can use it on your clitoris. You can use it on his balls. You can use it while you're giving a blowjob under your throat. It's just a really, it is the least intimidating vibrator I think of all of them. Yeah, and it's super versatile because you can use it, like she said, so many different ways and like, then you can go in the shower and use it by yourself It's too. waterproof, mm-hmm. exactly. I have it in my purse right now. Yeah, that was going to say, like it doesn't it's matter. Literally you could purse. have the smallest clutch ever. <laughs> it will fit in. Right, clutch purse. Yeah, well, right. yeah, sorry, clutch, clutch is a No, but purse. I was like clutch, like clutch, like the mm-hmm. lingo like, clutch. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, I use that all the time. Like, it is clutch. clutch. It is a very clutch clutch vibrator. It's a clutch vibe, and it can go in your clutch. Um, I just love any finger vibe. Get your turn to, yeah, your hand becomes a vibrator. What else? The quick shot? The flashlight quick shot is awesome for him because guys often feel a little bit left out of, like, sex toy stuff. They don't have as many options, but as far as, uh, like, sex toys for men go, flashlight kind of are the number one bestseller. And the quick shot is cool because it's like a cross-section. So a normal flashlight looks like a flashlight, and it's got, like, an End that you screw and unscrew to like create more suction. It's made out of patented super skin material, which means that it just it feels really similar to like skin, but it's in this like you know flashlight container almost, and he masturbates into it. Well, the quick shot is a cross section of that, so it's open at both ends, and literally it's like it creates the perfect hand job without you stress stretching out your hair or hurting your hand. Like you just hold this quick shot and slide it up and down his penis instead of using your hand to do it. And it feels amazing for him. And it's like cool. Like it's cool for foreplay. He can use it later on himself. You guys need mutual masturbation. I'm a big fan. Big Love fan. the quick you shot. Are, yep. It's a really cool toy. It really is. It's a it's a cool little product. And it could be your blowjob helper too because I always say hands. Totally. Use your hands during a blowjob. I mean if you want to use your hands or your mouth gets tired. If your mouth gets tired mm-hmm. during a blowjob use it up and down. Um, and all these toys are great because they're travel size. They're easy to use. They mm-hmm. don't require a lot of bells and whistles. They have to be charged before you go but like that's going to be easy. I love, yeah. I love the fun toy chargers. I'm so into those. And the yeah. Weave mm-hmm. Vibe too. The little magnetic chargers and these are waterproof so hopefully you're staying somewhere with like a great bathtub or a hot tub. Totally. Oh my god it'd be so awesome. Yeah. I love these for the shower because shower sex sometimes can leave a lot to be desired. Yeah. It's like in theory it's fun to be like all wet it's splashing and like you can soap up your breasts you know do the whole thing. Like, I'm not I'm saying like it's a bad thing but bring the toy in the shower. Yeah. That's super fun. It's definitely more fun to play around in the shower than to actually have shower sex. Yeah. Because you can yeah because you can get creative in the shower in, the way, in like the ways of like foreplay and just like playing around or like touching and stuff but when it comes to actual sex it's like not graceful 
Exactly. At all. So um, I think these are great. These can be used during sex or foreplay or later on by yourselves. I think you're going to be happy with any of these choices and you can find them all on our website Mm -hmm. in the store on the banners. Um, I think that actually most of these except for Fleshlight. So to go to Fleshlight, go to sexandemily.com, click on the Fleshlight banner and then the rest of them I'm pretty sure can be found in the Sex and Emily store. Yes, they can. Your one-stop shop for everything you need for your romantic getaway. Exactly. It's right on my website. Just shop with Emily. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and happy anniversary again, Alex. We're really jealous of you, but we're also really happy for you. Very excited for you. <laughs> it's awesome. Get we're down. not jealous. We can all have multiple orgasms yeah. and have a good time. Get down. Not, we can all have great sex. Yes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just mean because you have multiple orgasms that yeah. Yeah, it's like the holy grail of sex. It's, true. it's pretty freaking good, but <laughs> yeah. sex, you know, no such thing as uh, bad sex. We're all having a good time. All right. Hi, Emily. I just started listening to your podcast and I'm definitely enjoying them so far. I'm glad you're definitely sure about that. <laughs> anyway, my girlfriend swears she's never come when given oral before. Then I went down to her and she came. So of course I'm feeling like, yay me, LOL. <laughs> and with her, I seem to last forever. I kid you not. Literally with every other girl I've been with, I've either came in 30 seconds or gone limp before I could. But with this woman, everything seems amazing. And I love going down on her. So here's my question. Are my Niners going to make the playoffs this year? <laughs> Kidding. I love this guy. I actually have two questions, though. Number one, how can I tell if she's not faking it? And two, if she pushes my head away after she's orgasm, is that a good or a bad thing? Because I'd really love to give her multiples. Thank you. Sincerely, Jason. Okay, Jason. Uh, yay for you. Yeah, go you. I know, two couples in a row that are just nailing it in the bedroom. Seriously. How awesome is this? This is called Multiple Orgasms, this show. Oh my goodness. Do you guys seriously. know how much thought, this is just a side note. Yeah. We put a lot of thought and care and energy into naming our shows. Yeah, so if you if you really like a show title, you should email and tell us. Please yeah, we tell want to know. Us. Feedback at sexwithemily.com. Like every moment of the show is that just like, we just don't just like throw it together. We care a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, let us know. So I think something with multiples. But anyway. Back to this. I love, okay, first of all, you're putting in the work, you're paying attention to our body language rather than just watching what her mouth is saying. Like, you'll know, like you can tell if it's real. I'm sure it's real. Now I could get a woman going like, no guy's ever done this before. You're the best I've ever had. No guy's ever made me come and boom, I did. Like, I get why you, you're dubious here, mm-hmm. Jason. How old is he? Did he say how old he is or how old she is? No. no. You guys, tell me how old you are. Believe me, it matters. Maybe he did and I just didn't put it down. Why? This could be a me issue. Just keep reading, keep doing what you're doing. Okay, so I think like you're going to know if it's real, like her breath quickens, her muscles contract, like fingers and toes, she's flushed, her heart starts racing. And here's the other good news. The reason why she pushes you away is because right after a woman orgasms, it becomes really sensitive and it becomes, and you got to put, like I I do that. If I come like I I push someone away, like Mm -hmm. I do, or or the vibrator away, like for a second or two or three. But the good news is that the woman's like refractory period is a lot shorter than men. So she can't, you can give her multiples, but what you got to do is you got to pull away and that moment like that's something that I do just I didn't even realize I'm doing it but I do it mm-hmm. after I orgasm oh like, absolutely we, right like you like, push ah. away but then you can come back but what you got to do is it's like when you have an orgasm and like you're like don't keep touching me or don't keep like right after so let her cool off and what you do is you don't stop okay you don't just like cool off and go get the slice of pizza and come back you just pull away from her clitoris and then you like start again like we start with the foreplay like start kissing her kissing her breasts kissing her inner thighs just like continue to tease her um and continue to like turn her on, talk dirty, give her a little massage if you want. But with multiple orgasm, it does take a little patience. So I get it with guys who are like, she had one, I'm going for another. Yeah. And again, 
some women can keep going one after the other after the other. But mm-hmm. with her, it sounds like no, because she's pushing you away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just like slow down, remove your tongue, keep going. And then like maybe 30, 60, 90 seconds, two minutes, you can go back to the clitoris. But I would even suggest like rubbing around the clitoris mm-hmm. with your finger, like even like her pubic mound, which is like right above. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I laugh every time I say that, but it's it's true. Like to me, like you can start putting pressure on there. So she is still sensitive. Mm-hmm. And then you can go back to it and then start teasing again. Add some lube. Yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yes. Go for it. Like the like, <laughs> put some lube on her clitoris. Start rubbing around it. God, I love lube. Have I talked? About, I haven't talked about that on the show. Yeah. Not yet. It, oral Not. sex, especially flavored lube. Oh yes. my god, flavored lube is amazing the for oral sex. Joe's Joe has some amazing flavored lubes right flavors. now. Happy spring Happy yeah. spring. Happy Joe Lube. Yeah. Happy Happy Joe Lube season. Um, they've got like freaking incredible flavors passion and, fruit yeah passion fruit and like lemon zing and they have i think like pi- like juicy pineapple like everything that you could possibly want in a in a fruit loop or exactly. something you could find in these flavors exactly so, so i would say you're doing fine do we answer all of his questions here she's i don't i doubt she's faking it and yeah. you want to give her multiples and first of all here's the other thing about multiple orgasms is that I think that's a, like, talking about like learned behaviors and learned mm-hmm. responses and what we believe to be true. We believe we're not supposed to be treated well by somebody. We might believe that we can never have multiple orgasms, mm-hmm. but guess what? Speaking of the touch, I've not told this story in a while, but yeah. Lori, mm-hmm. um, who works, yes. she's just, she worked for us, work here, mm-hmm. does some editing and stuff. Lori never had a multiple orgasm before. We were doing sex toy reviews. She took the touch home when she first started working here. And she's like, I can't have one. And I'm like, no, but just try it. And I gave her some tips. And then we went, came back the next day. She came on the show. She had five orgasms yeah. for the touch. Came on the show. Just she came kidding. on the show, and then she came on the show yeah. to show me. So I'm telling you, it has the most. Downloads. Your girlfriend might not doesn't really. <laughs> no, no I'm kidding. Right. Yeah, exactly. I right. Somebody's having an orgasm on the show because there you go. Uh, come with Emily. So um, she she has the new name. We're gonna title the show that. Oh my god. Oh, god. Orgasm with Emily. Wow, there are like three shows. Multiples titles for with this. Emily? This has Wh- never happened. Oh my god. Multiples um, with Emily? Okay, we're not naming the chat. So <laughs> what I'm saying is, um, but what I'm telling you, Jason, is that this is awesome because oh also she might believe that she can't have, maybe she's yeah. never had multiple. You can be that guy. She's never come during oral. She may never have multiples, but you guys can work on it together. And again, she might believe that she can't. So she yeah. might not even know how to do it. It's totally that true. There's a refractory period mm-hmm. that it can happen again. And if she can't with your mouth, again, add a little vibrators. That that yeah. always does it for me. I can have like 16. Like sometimes I'm like, shit, yeah. I got to get somewhere. So <laughs> let's play a game really quick. How old by his email do you think Jason is? Okay, hold on. Hold on. This is good. Okay. Because um, I got his I got his name and info up so okay, I can correct on. it. Why did you take it? Okay. I didn't mean to. Fire, just it kidding. In. We'll go back to the minute. <laughs> Okay. I was thinking about making that joke too. I know. I'm gonna be like, you know what? I quit. Okay, Madison, <laughs> we need to talk to you. I feel like he can't be too young because I don't think that many younger guys or women like know about multiple orgasms. So I feel like he's got to be at least in his late twenties. I say twenty-eight. Yeah, I was gonna say like twenty-seven. Jason is forty-six. Shut up. Oh my! Holding it down. Way to go, Jason. Jason. Very oh, exciting. Yay. And you have probably made your partner's life, by she's the way. Never if she's come never to, come yeah. from okay, a, She's not lying. See, this no. is why age matters. It, it totally does. But I I'm have to say... I'm not saying 22-year-olds are lying too. But I had never had an orgasm from <laughs> oral sex. I actually hated oral sex with a passion. I'd had nothing but terrible oral sex my entire sex life. And then I started dating my current boyfriend and the first time like one of the first times he went down on me I came and it was like after that it was like almost guaranteed and it was it opened up my eyes and when I told him that way later he didn't believe me because he was just like there's no way there's no way so I get being incredulous you're like there's no there's no way I'm the first person to do that you're like excited but you don't want to get that excited hey you just rocked your world yeah exactly it's amazing she's not like yeah I love it 
And two, also, nothing is worse than when you're pushing a guy's head away after you've already orgasmed and he keeps going. Do that. Like, I will, there is like, it's, there are multiple memes dedicated to like when a guy orgasms and a girl keeps like, like, keeps sucking his penis. And it's like, it's just all of these like funny reaction memes (laughs) that go around. But the thing is, is like, clitoris and penis head are made of the same materials. So imagine how you feel when that happens to you. Imagine that pain and then put that on her vagina. 8,000 nerve endings. Yeah, so double it. Double your penis nerve endings. We have 8,000, you 4,000. Yeah, I have, I've almost caused bodily harm to my boyfriend for not backing off. And I had to explain to him like, yo, that hurts. Like you just got to give me a second. But I will say a good tip for that is if you were pleasuring her just clitorally, she has a clitoral orgasm. Slide your fingers on in because oh, after that. you I orgasm, done. yeah, after you <laughs> orgasm uh, clitorally, all the blood rushes to your vagina. Your G spot swells, making it more sensitive yes. and easier to find. So you just give her a little, you know, like finger diddle or whatever it's called while you That's wait for true. her to warm up and she could have double orgasms on exactly. her hands. She could totally do that. You're right. And I have to have a clitoral orgasm first. I can't. Yeah. Even, and maybe I'm just telling myself that story and it's not true, but I always believe that I need to knock out the, but that is true because the blood just rushed your clitoral. You become more engorged. <laughs> Engorged, moistly mm-hmm. engorged. Love, Two words pounds. I don't love. Pubic mound or pubic mound. Pubic mound. Yeah, she becomes moistly engorged right below her pubic mound. <laughs> and um, but that and also, you guys, I was just thinking that the G ring could be a cool little uh, stick it inside thing or pressing yeah. it down the pressure on her pubic mm-hmm. mound. Okay, oh. so Jason, we love you. This is awesome. Have fun. And I don't know about the Niners. <laughs> I know nothing about sports, but I do know about this. Oh, and this is just, again, to bring back to this, this theme of like what you believe to be true or not. Same thing is about like anal sex too. When people, I haven't said this in a while either, I think, but like we, there's a lot of things we tell ourselves like because you had a bad first anal experience that you won't enjoy anal again. I think there's a lot of things that we tell ourselves. We can only like bad boys. We can only like guys who do this or women who do this or we can't like anal. We can relearn this stuff. It's not just the stories we tell ourselves are not necessarily true. Hi, Emily. I've been listening for several years now and I love the show. However, I'm not sure if you've touched very specifically on the topic of female-friendly porn. To be more specific, I feel as though female-friendly porn is, well, lame, at least from what I've seen. Maybe I'm only speaking for myself here and I'm bisexual, so understand I may be a bit different. I would like to see couples will have intimate but also sometimes very dirty sex, a little rough, anal, etc. with both people or if there are more people involved, even better, having real orgasms. I find the porn I have seen is very focused on the female or the male, both made for male audiences, gay or straight, or as boring and lame as F. Uh, can you make any suggestions here? I may be completely wrong on this assessment and know you're the gal to ask. Thanks, Emily. Lindsay, age 27, Canada. Lindsay, you've been seeking out porn that you believe is, or you just haven't found female-friendly porn. I get it. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it appeals to all women or that everything that women find is appealing. Because what the porn you're watching is made, a lot of it is made for men, by men. They're like, that would be hot to see that. And I just want to see the cum shot or I just think that's really hot. And so I think when people say female-friendly, like the umbrella term, it's kind of like stuff that's typically we're thinking what most women are going to like, but we know that every woman is different. Every man is different, what they find appealing. It's not, it's not really a phrase that's like about like the sex that's depicted and it should not, we should never think that all porn is like what every woman wants. Yeah. Yeah. What was interesting to me about this is she's describing, she says female friendly porn is well lame. And then she goes on to describe, like, I would like to see a couple having intimate, but also sometimes very dirty sex with both people having real orgasms. That is like the definition of female friendly porn. Yeah. Like literally down to the last word, like having real orgasms, that is the definition of female friendly porn. And then you said the fu- you find the porn that you've seen is very focused on the female or male or both, but it's for male audiences, which is the male majority porn. of all porn that 
that right. you find on Pornhub or browsers or wherever you are. You go, so say you go to Pornhub, you click the female friendly tab. And what you're seeing is not actually a depiction of female-friendly porn because the truth is most female-friendly porn, you have to pay for it because it's all about benefiting the actors and the people who are working on it, which means that they get money. You're looking at free female-friendly porn, which is probably like the really brightly lit, like windows open, curtains blowing, softcore showtime, like (laughs) late, like Cinemax kind of thing. With like lots of plots and themes that they think women like. And that's not, that is porn made for women by men who think they know what women want. Exactly. So you're not getting the right female friendly porn. And I feel you like you're watching that and you're like, what is this bullshit? Like, I'm not into that. But real female friendly porn is completely different. What actually defines it is that it depicts scenes that empower women, doesn't degrade them or portray them in a misogynistic way. So you're not going to see female friendly porn that's like, oh, you dirty fucking slut. Oh, sorry. You're like, you dirty slut and take it all and I'm going to make you cry. You know, like none of that. You see people enjoying sex, even if it's rough. It's always consensual and it's depicted as consensual. You can see it. It just jumps into a dungeon and there's a woman there and you're like, oh my God, was she kidnapped? Like, I don't even know how she got here. Like you see the whole thing played out. It depicts it safely and all of the actors are treated well and ethically and it's also a lot more inclusive so you said that you're bisexual well you will see a lot more queer performers Mm -hmm. being treated well and shown as sexual people and not objects in female friendly porn right which is like yeah exactly it's not thinking that the audience is like just men watching it has women in mind the whole time and like a lot of it is I would say most of it is female friendly directed by women for women totally like because men really can't like they really couldn't they really could I mean they could try they know it's all the female friendly porn I know is directed by women, written by women, made by women. So Mm -hmm. some suggestions we have here. Lust Cinemas, Erica Lust, produces porn with like the best quality and content made from the feminist viewpoint. She's been doing it a while. Everyone always talks about Erica Lust. Mm -hmm. Uh, X Confessions, porn based on real people's real confessions and they get kinky. Uh, Kink.com, you guys talk about consent, talking about seeing consent and not feeling like the woman is, you know, doing something against her will. They have a huge selection of sex positive porn on their site. You might not love everything on Kink.com, but you can find some stuff on there that would make you feel that you could be watching and not feel bad about like did did she really consent to be like being strung up and tasered Mm -hmm. um, and then dropped into this cold I don't even know what they the dungeons of king have you watched any king.com stuff I have not it's pretty intense BDSM porn but it's also like it's really cool it's kind of like reality TV porn Mm -hmm. because they interview the women before and after Mm -hmm. and you're like oh my god she's tied up like a pretzel like literally suspended in air and he's spanking her butt and she's like all these crazy things are happening and like he's got Mm -hmm. like he's got like weights on her nipples that are like you know like clamps and you're like oh my god and then afterwards she's like oh my god that was really fun I loved it for real (laughs) like she's like taking off the nipple clamps like it's really it, it is very positive I, I know San Francisco. I, I used to go there all the yeah. time. I never perform, but they're good people there. Um, also, Good Vibrations. Also, very female, sex positive, female friendly. Goodreleasing.com, made yep. by Good Vibrations. That was their, yeah, that's their company. I didn't even know that. I was yeah. looking it up and it was like a company made by Good Vibrations. And I was like, oh my God. But they they pride themselves on um, showcasing the talent of amateur, kind of like up and coming independent porn producers, which is cool because you're going to get a little bit more like raw, real content. Um, and I think you just got to poker. I think that where you've probably been looking is not. You've been looking for love. You've been looking for porn in all the wrong places. Exactly. Looking no, that's... for love and all that. So, yeah. And I think, can, let's do a blog. You guys put this out there to mm-hmm. Jamie Madison. Let's, let's do a post of this, female-friendly porn, and like list some of this if we haven't done this lately. We have a blog on Glamour. And I think it's on our website, too. If you search female-friendly porn, it's specifically... Um, do we have these? But I think we could just we do a post. some po- of these, but okay. we'll do I more. would love to do that because mm-hmm. actually I've been getting asked this a lot lately, like mm-hmm. out in the world. Mm-hmm. So totally. let's do that. Yeah. 
awesome. Okay, so let us know how that goes for you. You guys, you know I love, lately I've been saying this, that I want to hear back. Like, I want to know, I know a lot of you email me and you say like, you've helped me and the show's been great. And I want to know like how and why and how you've changed. Like, I feel like we're all on this journey together and just love to know what you think about these suggestions, Lindsay. Maybe on your journey now, you know, a lot of times you just need something to get into it. Maybe you'll find something that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. So we'd love to hear from you. But I do think it's it's harmful to say like, I don't like this type of porn or like, I'm not into it because like it appeals to females. Like, I don't think that I'm like that. You shouldn't limit yourself in that way until you've really seen a lot of it. It's true. Okay, so I think that's that's what we got to do yeah. now with emails. Mm-hmm. But now I have to. Um, I have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> and um, producer Madison has been here for three years, just about, just yeah. about. And would you say that it's like what a month shy? Yeah. Okay. Like about a month shy. Okay. So <laughs> Madison, Madison's Madison's leaving sex Aww. with Emily, but yeah. like you never really leave the family. You're always a part of it. And. Um, I did not fire her yet. I was fired during the show once. Um, that's why I was joking. But um, Madison, you've been such an incredible, oh my God, I don't even know what to say, but Madison, you have been so dedicated and so devoted and amazing and such a joy to work with over these last three years and you've grown so, so much. I heard Madison, you guys, I know lately I keep talking, I'm like obsessed with the fact that you cried during your interview it's using that as an example but but she madison came in as an intern three years ago she really just she's just one of these was like a really hard worker she came in didn't know anything about what we were doing here yeah. at all it was her first job out of college and um she just came in and just like kicked ass like literally took over everything learned social media learned how to produce learned everything on the job i'm not the yeah. best at training i don't know i at all she's just been an amazing force she's been like like my rock here and i'm going to miss you so much you've such an amazing institutional knowledge of everything you're just you're kind and you're smart and you're a hard worker like I have to make her go home like sometimes I'll drive by I'm like the lights are on it's midnight like she's a really hard worker and so much uh, um, you've put so much of yourself and into the show and her life on the line like I'm surprised your boyfriend's still with you sometimes because she does put this show first with a lot of things and you know you've helped to build the website and make the show so much stronger and 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 you made me a better person and a better make the show stronger I don't even know how to say it I'm just gonna Miss you so much, and I'm so grateful for your time and um, your energy and your passion and your brains and your devotion and mm. to the show. And um, and I know it's time for you to move on because it's been, you know, it's the first job out of college, and yeah. I get it. And um, I know you're going to go on to do, like, amazing, amazing things here, and you're going to still come back. Like, you're never, yeah. once you leave, you're in the family, like, I feel like you never, you never leave. But I just can't wait to see where you go and what you do because mm-hmm. you are just one of these rare gems of, like, very hard worker, very smart, mm-hmm. innovative, willing to do anything. And I'm just so grateful for just having known you and having you as part of the staff and the team and for just helping with me and the show. And I love you so much. I love you too. All right. Well, we're going to get emotional here. This is the part where I cry into your earbuds. So uh, enjoy that. But really, I came into this with one, no idea what I was, you know, what I was getting into or how to do anything. I really just applied on a whim and came in for an interview and was like, I'm just going to give it my all and, you know, wear my emotions right on my sleeve, which is how I ended up crying when Emily asked me like a interview question, hard hitting interview question. But it's like the fact that I came in and I did that and I was so embarrassed and I left and was like, oh my God, like rookie mistake. You cried in an interview. Like, who are you even? It's like my first like serious interview out of college. And Emily hired me and then like a couple months later we were in the car driving to Vegas I think when we were going to ILS and you were like oh yeah we knew like right when you came in it was like I after literally. the interview like we were like that's like that's her we're taking her and I think it's like just kind of a match made in heaven it's like all the stars align sometimes and like I didn't even think I had anything to offer 
You know, like you graduate college and it's just a big world and there's so much competition. All my friends were getting jobs at like NBC and like, you know, Kiss FM and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't even think that I have anything to like give in the broadcast industry and was really questioning it. And this opportunity just like it blossomed like I took to it it took to me Emily and I loved each other from like the very beginning and I'm so grateful for this opportunity like from the bottom of my heart so thankful to have found this and been here for three years like it doesn't even feel like that long and I've had so much learning that's done like growing up three years from coming in at 23 leaving at 26 like that's a huge part of my life that is like a huge transitional like if you're in a relationship I tell you to break up exactly yeah I know you feel like oh my god like you've done you've done an enough um and yeah I'm not this isn't a breakup at all oh I'm, I'm not leaving in that sense at all but um I'm gonna go try something different and yeah. see see if I can surprise myself elsewhere because <laughs> that's really been it and I'm so thankful for all the friendships I've made and with Jamie Jamie's not oh, going anywhere like, fucking incredible Jamie is so good and Lori and got to meet Ken and all the incredible interns that have cycled through right. here that I've just Jamie's is an intern too and here she is Jamie's I'm, amazing too like back. I remember coming in and like just seeing how Madison works and just being like, oh my God, like she's probably been working for so long, all this stuff. And like, I mean, you look young in your face, but the way that you carry yourself, like I was like, wait a second, like you're only like a couple years older than me. I was like, oh crap, I got a lot of, got a lot of learning to do. And I was just like, no, like you literally, like I aspire to be as like put together and Mm -hmm. you're like your job life. I'm not put together at all. I bring my yeah. fuzzy socks into the well, office. Well, you fake and I wear it really well. Here's something else that I want to say, and you brought up. This is just kind of a good learning moment mm-hmm. too for people. Is that I think that when you graduate, you just brought me back to this. When you graduate from college, I think that it's so scary going out there, and you do think you're like, I know nothing. Oh my god! I mean, we all like everyone lies on their resumes. You beef up that you had like an internship that really lasted six months instead of two, or you, you know, as a waitress, can I put my summer camp counselor on my? Yeah. No one cares. But here's the thing about it: no one's really. This is where you're looking for an interview, okay? No, I'm not looking for like. So why I just knew Madison had it? It's not because she had any social media experience. Not because I talked about her sex life. It's none of that. It's that because she had that like she had that passion to learn. She was just real and authentic. And I'm not saying you have to cry, but it's important to be authentic. And I can <laughs> yeah. tell someone who's lying and who's not. And the other thing that you did is that, no, you didn't know when you came in here and you could easily have been like, F this, because the other thing that's happened in the last three years is my, this co- I've been doing this for 12 years, but the last three, four years, the company has, the growth mm-hmm. has been crazy. It's grown, but doubled every year, everything, our number. I mean, it's, it's been crazy and you've been here for that. And so just to kind of do whatever was thrown your way and be like, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. Like, yeah. no, you're not, I didn't expect you to know. No one's hiring you as an intern because you know, I don't expect you to have all this experience, but I expect you to have the willingness to learn, mm-hmm. to show up on time, to kind of be willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done. And if you don't know, Jesus guys, there's Google. I didn't have Google when I was an intern. Like mm-hmm. you can figure stuff out and just be willing to like, to work hard and to show up and like pay your dues and do it. And and, and it pays off. And I think that's something that like, you can't learn in college. You have to learn it like, on, you know, yeah. by doing things. So that's, don't let you talk yourselves out of applying for certain jobs or doing certain things because I believe that anyone can do anything if you have that that work ethic and you can you know we can all have that we can all you know raise each other up this was literally my dream job and I could not have asked for anything better it's amazing and also thank you to all the listeners and everyone because I've really learned a lot from you I came in here not knowing anything about sex really and just went and read basically everything Emily had ever written and ever since then I've just kind of been like learning as I go 
And like some of the emails that you guys sent in, the questions you ask and the feedback you provide has really like shaped me and shaped the show in a lot of ways. So, you know, never stop that. It's been one of my favorite, one of the most exhausting, but also one of like my favorite <laughs> parts of this is the the feedback and what happens in that amazing little inbox that tells us where you guys are at with everything. Right. It's cr- so crazy. And, you know, obviously, thank you, Emily, again for everything. <laughs> thank you, honey. And oh, I love you. That's so sweet. Yeah. And the other thing, here's another moment here, you guys, just like another life moment, because I can also, I can relate to like both you and Jamie, like I understand, you know, I was in my 20s once, but it was funny, like when Madison came in and told me she was leaving and um, she thought it was time to go, you know, and obviously it wasn't like, it was like too much, we're like, you're going to stay and we're going to figure it out. Like it's a very amicable, like yeah. there literally nothing went down, but she was up crying. Yeah. Again. <laughs> she came in crying. She left crying. <laughs> But, but and, feeling, and here's the other thing that if you're in a job and, and I got like, my heart was like, of course it's time. Like, I don't know what else you're going to go on to do, but, but it's like, it, it is true that in your twenties, kind of like how people used to work places for 30 years. Like, I think you kind of do learn enough and then you, it's time to move out. I was like, of, of course, like, there's, cause you felt like you're letting me down yeah. or I feel abandoned. I'm like, no, and I will help you find your next job when you figure out what it is. Because if you're, th- if, so if you're in a place right now, you're like, I can't imagine leaving. Like there's always something else. There's always something more to learn when you feel like it's done. It's whatever reasons. Or it's like mm-hmm. people, I used to think when I left jobs that like, they're never going to survive without me or they're going to be mad. Maybe some bosses would be, but then they're assholes. Cause I see everyone's yeah. experience like you need to move on you need to keep growing and doing what you love and what you're passionate about and I've always said I never want work any, mm-hmm. anyone here if they're you know no, I'm not saying you're not into it anymore yeah. but you gotta keep you know I don't know I just support you all in your growth and mm-hmm. Jamie you're not going anywhere so I'm here I'm ever <laughs> I love you Jamie I love Madison so thank you for you everyone you guys can send your emails to Jamie at sex and life. No. <laughs> oh don't give our email <laughs> delete that uh, no I'm not but, as nice as Madison so just be forewarned she's not but she's freaking <laughs> awesome in her own you are nice I'm nice. I'm just kind of an asshole. Well, Jamie's her own <laughs> self. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that on was, that note. That was special. <laughs> Everyone just back. got in your I feel like yeah. it be like a reunion show. No, there should be. Um, and like I said, you'll, you'll always be around. Yeah. I yeah. love doing the show. So I'd be happy to come back anytime. Of course. Okay. I love you. I love you all. I love you, Jamie. I love you, Michael. Michael's new to the family here doing sound. He's like, what's going on? A lot of girls. A lot, a lot of estrogen in the room. It's like, everyone's, it's like everyone's crying. I don't know what to do. Everyone's crying. I know. Okay. Well, um, and I love you also. All of you don't leave me, my listeners. Mm-hmm. No. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. And um, thank you, Madison and mm-hmm. Jamie and Michael and Ken. Ken, of course. I love you Shout all. out to Ken. Okay. Uh, did I already say that you guys should all follow me on social media and do all that stuff too? Say it again. Do that. Follow me. Snapchat, Instagram. Um, it's a good time there. Facebook and uh, subscribe. And thanks for supporting the show. I just love you all. And thanks for listening. Was it good for you? Email me. Feedback at sexwithemily.com. Looking back, a lot of things changed my life last year, but the biggest impact came from using my intensity as part of my Kegel exercise routine. I've been doing it for over a year now, and the results blew my mind. It is so easy and satisfying to use. It does your Kegel exercises for you automatically. I just lay back and let it do its thing. Besides no longer worrying about accidentally peeing when I sneeze or cough or laugh or send a text, I have Kegels of steel, and my orgasms are stronger and more intense than ever. The intensity looks like a rabbit vibrator, but it has two pads on the shaft that deliver gentle electrostimulation directly to the pelvic floor muscles, essentially performing an extremely effective Kegel workout. When the creators noticed that the only reported side effect of the intensity was an intense orgasm, they added pulsations and an external stimulator 
turning the intensity into an incredible vibrator kegel exerciser hybrid. I could go on about the intensity or you can watch the video review I made. Just click on the intensity banner on my website or visit pourmoi.com slash Emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash Emily to learn more today. There's a lot of disagreement in the air these days. But as you know, I'm a uniter, not a divider. And I know something we can all agree on. Sex is awesome. See, wasn't that easy? I think all of you deserve more sex. And while I might not be able to help you have it more often, I can definitely help you make it last longer. Just use Promescent. Promescent is a clinically proven, FDA-compliant product that can significantly delay ejaculation. With just a couple of sprays on the head of your penis, you can focus on being in the moment with your partner, enjoying sex instead of stressing about finishing too quickly. The bottom line, Promescent helps you spend more time horizontal. And who wouldn't want that? Check out the latest video on my site where real people discuss their experiences with Promescent. Right now, it's easier to buy Promescent than ever before because it's available at your local Rite Aid. That's right, you can run out and get some right now, like as we're talking. Just go. Of course, you can also click on the Promescent banner on my site or visit promescent.com today. 